Online freelance and subcontracting. The internet is quite possibly the most powerful communication tool on the planet right now. For millions of people, the internet has become a medium that allows for freelancing opportunities that were impossible just a few decades ago. Freelancing on the internet has become a dependable source of income for many people, especially for skilled professionals from countries where jobs are scarce and salaries are low by international standards. If I had to pinpoint the start of the e-lancing boom, I guess it would probably be sometime in the early 90s. Computers and even the internet had existed before then, but until the release of the major personal computer operating systems like Windows 95, marketing on the internet had not become ubiquitous. During this time in the U.S., software companies realized that they could save a lot of money by hiring overseas programmers who would work for less. These developers and programmers were well versed in web design, application and database development, as well as system administration. Studies have shown that one out of every five contracted websites, software development, and graphic designs worldwide are the products of outsourcing to freelancers. Beyond software requirements, internet freelancing now involves services such as design, graphic design, logos, brochures, illustrations, etc. Writing, advertising, copywriting, web content, creative writing, and ghostwriting, business consulting, competitive analysis, marketing planning, accounting and bookkeeping, email management and direct marketing, legal services, administrative support, engineering, architecture, and a host of audio, video, and multimedia services and applications. Today, there are many online marketplaces where buyers and sellers of such services meet and do business. These websites provide a forum where buyers can post their job requirements, and qualified coders can submit proposals for these jobs. Based on these proposals, the buyer chooses who they believe to be the most qualified for the job and awards that job to them. Once the selected coder completes the job, the buyer sends payment to the online marketplace. The online marketplace deducts its fee and sends the rest to the coder. If the coder lives in a country where jobs are hard to find or where salaries are low, they have the potential benefit of earning U.S. dollars. Perhaps the best thing about earning money in this manner is that they do not have to leave their country or even the comfort of their own home. The buyer benefits as well. They are able to get the job done in a professional manner at a relatively low cost. With this kind of win-win situation, it's no surprise why the online outsourcing industry has become a flourishing business. And with the presence of escrow services on many of these websites, the element of fraud is taken out of the equation, and coders are assured of collecting their fees. Such is the beauty of online freelancing. Subcontracting. With the success of the freelancing business on the internet, a new type of business opportunity has risen for the more enterprising coders. It's called subcontracting. That means getting freelance jobs on the internet and subcontracting them to other coders at a profit. Subcontracting is ideal for coders who are not just technical people, but who have a keen business sense as well. These are people who can immediately gauge which projects can easily be subcontracted out, but still bear them a profit.
To succeed here, you have to be a skilled communicator with good people skills. You also have to be an expert in the type of work which you are subcontracting. Do you think you may have the skills necessary to contract out these kinds of jobs? There are three basic elements that you, as a coder, must know in order to subcontract out jobs effectively. One, technical skills. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You need to have the technical skills to do any job that you accept, even if and especially if you subcontract that job. You should not only be well versed, but an expert in your chosen field of endeavour. You have to be able to verify the quality of the work and be able to do it yourself if something happens and your subcontractor can't finish the job. A. Quality control. You have to make sure that the work you receive from subcontractors is the kind of quality that the buyer will accept. Ideally, the quality should be better than the buyer's lowest accepted standard. You cannot get paid on a regular basis if the quality of work your subcontractor coder submits is below standard. While most buyers will understand missing the deadline by a few hours or a day, virtually none of them will tolerate poor quality. Yes, sometimes they are paying rock-bottom rates based on the business standards of developed nations, but it is still a professional transaction between buyers and coders, and as such, they expect professional work. If the job you are subcontracting involves writing, you need to be a good writer too. You will need to have impeccable grammar and the ability to communicate clearly. In addition, you will also need to know how to edit for clarity and brevity. You will have to possess the talent needed to improve the subcontractor's work so that it is worth more in the eyes of your buyers. B. Pick up the slack. There will be occasions, and hopefully not many of them, when one of your coders will be unable to complete a job that has been awarded to you from a buyer, or you may have landed a job and can't find any qualified coder to subcontract it to. Given the short notice and the difficulty of finding a good coder, you may have to roll up your sleeves and do the job yourself. It pays to have the talent and technical skills to do so. Beyond the ability to add to the number of articles and words required, you may also have to redo the writing in terms of the quality required. Let's say one of your coders has impeccable grammar, but a style that is dry and long-winded. That may not be what the buyer expects, and you, as the main contact, will have to do something to fix that. If you have an elegant sense of style and a way of making words come to life, then you have the skills to put an extra dash of flavour into the work. In the minds of many, talent is the most important benefit that an online entrepreneur must have if they're going to be successful using subcontractors. Two, get into a freelancer network. To subcontract jobs, you will naturally need to have access to skilled freelancers. The key word here is skilled. It is easy enough to bring together a group of online workers who have technical knowledge in a given area, but are their skills adequate in the world market? Once again, having an eye for talent comes into play. The good news is that it is easy to find skilled freelancers. Freelancers who hire subcontractors can often find freelancer support from the same place where they landed the job online in the first place.
These freelancers, originally providers of services, switch profiles to become buyers of services. They look for freelancers who have the same skills they do, except that these freelancers are willing to work for less. Two good sources of this kind of skill freelancer can be found at vworker.com and elance.com, which were profiled earlier. In addition, the internet is not the only place to find your skilled freelancers either. Perhaps all you may have to do is to take a good look around you. For example, there is a skilled journalist from Manila in the Philippines who has been a successful freelancer for years. He recently started outsourcing some of the jobs he has landed online and has been rather successful at it. Since he works in a newspaper, he simply passes on some of the work to his colleagues in the press. Since his colleagues are all professional writers who have established their own credibility, he has no problem delivering quality work or meeting deadlines. However, this kind of approach will not work for everyone. Perhaps the biggest reason why he succeeds is the low wages even highly skilled professionals receive in the Philippines. Today, through subcontracting jobs instead of doing them himself, he has been able to increase his monthly income threefold. 3. It's all about business sense. Getting the jobs and subcontracting them to other freelancers is a profitable endeavour, but one that's not explicitly simple. The only way to become a truly successful entrepreneur, however, is to have a good sense of business. In subcontracting, you basically become the third party in that you act as a middleman or woman between the client and the worker. It's a little complicated because you communicate with the initial buyer and the primary seller, but you yourself are also a buyer and seller. A simple way to think of it is to take the other seller out of the picture. You and the buyer have a client-seller relationship and you happen to be outsourcing your work. End of story. The trick here is that the profits you make from the client's purchase must exceed the cost of your outsourced work. So, like in any market, you must sell your services high and buy the outsourcer's services low. Do you think you have the key qualities necessary to succeed in outsourcing work to subcontractors? If you think you do, why not try it? The following are a few key considerations that will help you successfully launch your new career. A. Carefully and clearly define the scope of the project. The first thing you should do before accepting a single project is carefully consider your skills and talents. Ask yourself, what can I do that is easily marketable? Determine the areas that you are most confident about in your work and decide if you have the skills necessary to differentiate between subpar work and excellent work. Assess yourself with as little bias as possible and be honest with yourself. The one thing you usually don't want to do is try and do a hundred different things at once. Have you ever heard the phrase, jack of all trades, master of none? That last little part is what will get you. Clients hire freelancers with a specific skill set because they want the person who is the absolute best at that one thing. Expanding your niche in too many directions won't nab you any extra clients if you don't appeal as an authority in your field. It might be a way to make a few extra bucks in the short term, but it's a surefire way of ruining your reputation in the long run. 
Just imagine what it would mean to your reputation if your outsourced freelancers were submitting inferior work to you and you did not know how to tell the difference. You might get away with submitting this kind of work to buyers and they may not raise a howl given that the work meets their bare minimum, but more than likely they will never use your services again. Sooner or later, word will spread about your penchant for delivering inferior products and no one may want to hire you. Defining your scope of work is also practical because it allows you to concentrate your efforts in that area alone. This will dramatically increase your efficiency and allow you to gain a reputation much faster. In business school, professors teach students to avoid working on several small business projects at the same time because chances are a small business project will take almost as much effort and time to become profitable as a large one. Instead, students are counselled to take on the largest project available and focus their energies on that alone. Hopefully, you can do the same. B. Carefully choose your projects. Any experienced online entrepreneur should understand and know how to gauge his or her profit margin. It's essential to accurately assess how much you need to bid to land a project and how much it will cost to bid it out. Before you begin to bid for a project, you should have an idea of how much you will potentially earn from it. Those valuations should become second nature to you. You know that Project X costs $200 and Project Y costs $300. And you know you can find subcontractors who can finish the work for $100 and $150 respectively. Aside from the quality of the project, you also have to understand the importance of meeting the deadline. The best jobs for this kind of setup are naturally those which have the longest deadlines. It is important to be able to estimate how long the job will actually take. When it comes to meeting deadlines, one way to manage your timetable effectively is to divide the large jobs and farm them out to several coders. Let's say you've been awarded a writing job to write an ebook on childcare with 10 chapters for $2,000 over a 45 day period of time. Bid out each chapter separately among 10 coders and allocate, say, $100 for each chapter over a 25 day period. This way, you don't have to worry about the deadline because you've given yourself a 20 day buffer and you stand to earn $1,000 for your efforts. If you are going to handle a project in this manner, you must be able to rewrite the articles you receive in order to make sure the entire book flows seamlessly and that the same style and tone of voice is consistent throughout. C. Cultivate a strong talent pool. In many cases, this is the most important asset needed when subcontracting work to others. Here are a few additional tips to help you out in this regard. Know how to hire a good coder. There are four things you should look at when hiring a coder. Their resume, their samples, their rating and their client testimonials. The last two are critical because it is easy to prepare a bogus resume and samples, especially on the internet. If you look at those four things and feel you have found the person you are looking for, hire them. Know how to keep them happy. A happy coder always delivers better work than an unhappy one, given the same skill level. 
You keep your coders happy by dealing in a polite and professional manner, paying them on time, and understanding them when they fall or falter. And believe me, they will miss a deadline now and then. Give them respect, and they will give you their best. Four. Take care of your clients. Here is the main reason why quality counts. It is quality more than anything else that will make your customers come running back to you again and again. Always put a premium on quality. First-class work is sometimes hard to find, especially given a limited budget. If you consistently deliver first-class work, you assure yourself and your coders of a prosperous business well into the future. There is a popular saying in sales which says that. It is eight times easier to get new business from your current clients than it is from cold calls. In other words, make sure you ask your clients for referrals from people they know or work with who may need the service you provide. Some coders hesitate when it comes to asking for referrals because they feel it is unprofessional. They feel asking for referrals is like asking for a favor. That is not really the case. If you have faith in your ability to deliver good work, you are actually helping your client because of your willingness to provide quality work to their friends or business associates. That will reflect well on them too. It's a two-way street. Now that we have looked at three online venues, we are ready to look at developing eye-catching resumes that will help you land some of those great paying opportunities. Freelancing websites. Vworker, aka Rentacoder. Vworker, formerly known as Rentacoder, is a place where software buyers and software coders meet to do business. Doing business in Vworker is extremely simple. Clients, aka buyers, post their requirements on the site, and coders, aka programmers and writers, make a bid for these requirements. The buyer hires the coder who they feel is best qualified and pays them when the job is completed. Pretty easy, right? Vworker is pretty much an online market where companies and individuals with programming and coding needs find qualified programmers to write code for them. It provides excellent opportunities for software programmers and freelance writers to put their hard-earned skills to use and earn cash. One of the marvelous things about this site is that writers can actually find work and get paid without ever leaving the comfort of their home. And with Vworker's safe project escrow, see below, coders can work on projects without the stress of worrying about the agreed-on payment time. Who are the people on Vworker? Vworker has a vast international community of buyers and coders spanning virtually every continent in the world. They have over 64,700 buyers registered on the site, as well as a pool of over 159,000 registered coders. At any given time, Vworker has over 2,000 open bid requests awaiting qualified coders. There is a world of opportunities available through Vworker. Vworker was founded and is owned by Ian Ippolito. He is the chief executive officer and holds a bachelor's degree in computer science from the University of Central Florida. The offices are located in Tampa, Florida, USA. What are the profit possibilities? 
Fees vary depending on the nature and scope of the particular project. The smaller jobs can cost $20 or less, while the larger jobs can pay you thousands of dollars. The sky is the limit in VWorker. You get paid according to your skill level and your capacity and readiness to work hard and deliver the goods on time. What is the method of payment? One of the best things about VWorker is that they take care of the money side of your business transactions with buyers. They have a marvellous instrument called Safe Project Escrow, which assures coders that they will be paid. Here's how it works. Let's say a buyer selects your bid from the dozens of bids received. After approving your bid, the buyer puts the agreed-upon amount in escrow, meaning the funds are automatically forwarded to the VWorker website. Once your work is complete and the buyer approves and accepts it, the funds are released to you. Your accumulated earnings on VWorker can be released to you on the 15th of each month, at the end of the month or both times. Payment is usually sent a few days, two or three, after your selected payment period. There are three payment options on VWorker – Snail Mail Check, Western Union and PayPal. If you're doing a large job that's over $100 to $200 per pay period, then I suggest the first two options, and here's why. PayPal can and will hold your money for up to six months, and more often than not, they won't even provide you with a reason. PayPal is extremely convenient and safe. That's why millions of people use it today. That being said, PayPal is infamous for holding funds for up to six months at the slightest sign of a breaching contract. Even if PayPal is mistaken, that will hold your money and will not provide you with any restitution for having to wait six months for it. In order for the website to be maintained, VWorker charges a 15% fee on a coder's income. This is automatically deducted before payment is sent to the coder. This 15% can actually be reduced depending on the auction type, see below, and the payment methods that the coder and buyer agree upon. How do I get jobs? There are two basic ways to get jobs at VWorker. By winning bid requests. Once a bid request is placed on the site, virtually anyone can make a bid on that particular project. From the dozen or so bids received, the buyer selects one and that winning bidder gets the job. Private auctions. These are auctions where you are invited to participate, as opposed to the first one where you make a bid on a project that is open to all. In private auctions, you either have a satisfied customer who asks you to do a new job or a new customer who is impressed with your rating and decides to invite you to bid on their job. 6. How can I improve my chances of getting future work? Focus on your resume. When you sign up to VWorker, there is a portion in the sign-up procedure that asks for your resume. Unfortunately, a lot of newcomers do not give enough attention to their resume. This is a major mistake. At the beginning, and with no track record on the site whatsoever, your resume is one of the few things that buyers can study to assess your capability to do their job. For this reason, it is of paramount importance that you are able to present yourself competently on your resume. When writing your resume, you should remember to be clear and concise. 
After all, you are a writer, and clarity and brevity should be two of your strongest points. Don't simply put down a laundry list of past positions and tasks that you have handled in your career. Give brief descriptions to each of them, particularly about the writing aspect of that particular job. If your resume is too long, chances are it may turn off prospective buyers and limit your chances of landing jobs. The best advice is to include only your past professional experiences that relate to the current position you are seeking in VWorker. Intrigue with a creative bid letter. Every time you make a bid for a project, you will have to write a bid letter. Make sure the first line in the bid letter catches the attention of the buyer. Make it lucrative and interesting. If you are a writer, you already know this is called the hook. It is what can make the difference between a buyer paying attention to you or just passing you by as ordinary. It is an ideal opportunity to show off your skills as a writer. Your letter should tell the buyer one important thing: why you are an excellent candidate, if not the best person for this particular job. Remember, the ideal bid letter should discuss your experience and expertise. It should contain references to past jobs or writing assignments that are related to the job you are bidding for. If there is nothing in your work history that is related to the current job, then emphasize your ability to handle a wide array of different subjects and your capacity to learn fast. Another thing that buyers look for is speed and efficiency. Let the buyer know that you can tackle their particular job efficiently and quickly. Give them a firm commitment about meeting the deadline, and assure them that you will be communicating with them regularly in the course of the job, if only to give them updates. Only send your best work. Although not every buyer requires coders to send samples when they bid for a project, it is always best to send them samples anyway. Your samples will give buyers an idea of how you write and whether your particular style fits their project. For this reason, it is best to provide samples that have the same subject matter or are at least related to the subject matter of the job you are bidding on. This way, you not only exhibit your writing style but impress upon the buyer your familiarity with the subject. This is always a major plus. However, if you have no related previous work, it does not have to mean you will be overlooked for the job. Send your best samples, and you may have chance of landing that job anyway. Start slowly and build up. The most difficult time to get jobs on VWorker is at the beginning when you are new to the site. That is because you are an unknown entity with no track record on VWorker whatsoever. You may have a glowing resume and impressive samples, but many coders want to know how you work given the parameters and conditions of VWorker. For this reason, your first priority should be getting a few jobs under your belt. Don't disregard the small projects, small pay, small deliverables, etc. You may also bid for the major projects, but as a newbie, your chances of getting the smaller jobs are better. Initially, your objective will be to establish a track record. Start with some simple projects that you can do easily. Don't make the size of the payment a priority. 
In fact, you will be much better off if you don't pay any attention to the payment at all. Once you have a number of projects under your belt, and potential buyers will take note of that, they are more likely to regard you favourably because you have a history of delivering the goods. Of course, if you are a very talented writer with outstanding credentials and excellent samples, then by all means go for the higher paying jobs. There are always exceptions to the rule. Keep an eye on quality. In every job you do, always give the buyer your best work. There are two reasons for this. First, you make the buyer happy and increase the likelihood that they will use you again for future projects. Second, the buyer will give you a good rating after completing the job. On VWorker, a coder's rating is one of the main factors that buyers consider when handing out jobs. Quality work ensures a satisfied customer, and satisfied customers give coders perfect 10 ratings. That is the highest rating you can get on VWorker. If you can establish a string of a dozen or so consecutive 10 ratings, then you're sending a clear signal to all potential customers that you can do an excellent job for them. This will greatly enhance your ability to get more jobs. Build up your reputation. Aside from ratings, buyers also post comments on their coders' work after they have completed the job. These comments are another thing that buyers look at, since they convey much more than what a numerical rating can say. For instance, getting a 10 rating will tell the prospective clients that you have satisfied your previous customers, but the comments portion is where they will learn about your professionalism, attitude and working style. Comments are usually short one-liners that summarise a coder's performance. They may say things like, It was a pleasure to work with a real pro like him. Or, She delivered on all her promises and provided excellent results. These are the kinds of comments that can weigh heavily on a buyer's decision-making process when looking for the right coder for the job. Be adaptable. Since the projects on VWorker run the gamut of practically any subject imaginable, it always pays to exhibit versatility to prospective buyers. Show them you can successfully write about a wide range of topics and that you can adapt different writing styles, be it serious, humorous or provocative. Among the most popular topics for writers on VWorker are travel, health, real estate, relationships, romance, technology, the internet and similar subjects. It pays to have some knowledge about these subjects tucked under your belt. Take deadlines seriously. Most of the buyers on VWorker have deadlines and they expect the coders they hire to deliver the work within the agreed-on deadline. This is a basic requirement for any professional writer. Deadlines have to be regarded as almost sacred. No one wants to hire an undependable writer. If you want to be regarded as a professional and paid like a professional, you have to act like a professional and meeting your deadlines is part of that package. Update clients on a regular basis. In line with being a professional, freelance writers must also give their clients regular updates about how the work is progressing. Buyers will always want to know where their project stands. Most of the time, they just need to know that the writing is going smoothly and that you, the writer, will have no trouble meeting the deadline. 
However, they also want to know about any problems you may encounter, especially if these problems will hamper you from meeting the deadline or delivering quality work. Thankfully, in VWorker, there is a built-in mechanism that reminds coders that they haven't given an update in three days. Once you receive that notice, you know it is time to give your buyer an update. In addition, for major projects spanning weeks of work and costing hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars, coders are required to give the buyer an update every Friday. VWorker moderators can penalise the coder if they fail to do so. This will definitely affect their overall rating. Don't be stubborn. Let's say you've just completed a batch of 20 difficult articles and have barely beaten the week-long deadline set by your buyer. You heave a sigh of relief and thank your lucky stars that the work is finished. That, however, is not the case. The work is not officially finished until the buyer formally accepts it. If the buyer is unhappy with the work, they have every right to request that you make revisions, as long as these are reasonable, and you are obliged to comply. Unfortunately, many writers resist making revisions by insisting they have met every requirement stated in the buyer's original bid. They may be right, and they may even convince the buyer that they are right. But if the buyer is forced to accept the work, the coder may suffer the consequences of refusing to respect the buyer's request for a revision. The buyer may punish the coder by giving them a poor rating or by posting unflattering nasty comments that will certainly affect the coder's future prospects of getting jobs with other buyers. Honesty really is the best policy. As a professional writer, never assume to know what the buyer wants if you are unsure about it. If you are not clear about something, ask. Don't go ahead and write about something if you are not absolutely sure about what your buyer expects. If you do and you're wrong, the buyer may ask you to rewrite the project all over again. This is something that all writers absolutely hate to do, correct? Hence, make it a rule to never assume. Buyers won't mind if you ask them a lot of questions, as long as these questions can help you deliver the kind of high-quality work that they demand. Make suggestions. Most clients will appreciate some suggestions here and there. This lets them know that you're taking their project seriously and paying attention to your work. It's also good to try and put out the best work possible if you're going to use anything as examples for your resume and portfolio. Clients don't always make the best decisions, so trying to make them lean towards more sensible ones usually doesn't hurt. Go above and beyond. This is a general rule for success in virtually every human endeavour. Go the extra mile and deliver more than what is expected. This does not mean writing more articles than the buyer wants. What it does mean is proofreading your work and putting in the extra time it takes to make necessary revisions. Do everything you can to ensure that the work you submit is impeccable and represents your best work. <music> Oh,